Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, my name is Kelly Brownell. I'm the director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University, and very delighted to welcome our guest today, Dr. Allison Field, who's going to talk with us about the issue of dieting. Dr. Field is Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the Harvard Medical School and Associate Professor in Epidemiology at the Harvard School of Public Health. Dr. Field is a very accomplished researcher in issues of nutritional epidemiology and is one of the few people anywhere who has studied both eating disorders and obesity, and so hence has a quite a unique um, outlook on issues such as dieting that are of great interest in both areas. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you very much. Okay, let's start off with the, the word dieting. Um, it's a term, everybody does it in some way or another. Everybody's thought about it. It's in the newspaper all the time. What, what does the term mean to people, and what are people, what are people doing out there with respect to dieting? It means so many different things to so many people. It's a great question. Some people, it may mean that they are not eating snacks or desserts. Some people, it may mean that they're skipping breakfast. Other people may be on a formal weight loss program like Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig. And, and other people may be eating a low-fat diet. It really has no standard definition. Now, I know one issue that you've looked at in the context of dieting is what happens when people lose and regain weight repeatedly, what has become called weight cycling. Can you tell us what you found with that? Certainly. We find weight cyclers gain a lot more weight than their peers. So they're not just losing weight and gaining it back. They're losing it and gaining it back and then some. Um, and it's this excessive weight regain, this excessive weight change that's increasing the risk for diabetes and hypertension. The weight cycling per se isn't increasing the risk, but it is really strongly predictive of gaining too much weight. So that argues pretty strongly for diets that work. And so once people lose weight, hopefully they will keep it off. So let's talk about diets themselves. So I know you've made the point that diets can be helpful or harmful depending on how people are doing them and the context in which they're being undertaken. Can you explain that notion? Certainly. There are a lot of people who go on diets who probably don't need to. So you'll have, let's say, one group of girls who are normal weight, do not need to be losing weight. Um, for this group, it's really, it's, it's very worrisome. Our data has shown that dieting is a strong predictor of taking up binge eating and starting to use vomiting and laxatives to control weight. So that's very problematic. We've also found that some self-selected dieting among adolescents and teens predicts greater weight gain, and that's also really problematic. I think the group among whom dieting might be helpful are people who are overweight and are really having a medically supervised weight loss, um, and hopefully that's a very healthy one working with a nutritionist versus self-selected diets. So if diets can have a negative influence, uh, and just take the group of young girls that you talked about, what sort of things do you think parents can do to approach weight issues in a constructive way in the home? It's a great question, and I think one thing parents need to think about is their own relationship with weight. I think parents, at least mothers, have been really educated. They shouldn't tell their child that they weigh too much. But they may not realize that when they hear the mom or the dad talking about their own weight and how they should lose weight, the child really hears that message. And we find that that's a really strong predictor of the child dieting. So I think one of the first things parents can do is decide that they are going to have a better relationship with their own diet and their own eating and to try to refrain from talking about dieting. And to, if their child starts to go on diets, to talk to them about why are they selecting this diet, what do they expect to be the outcome? 
Do they think that they'll be more popular? Do they have really unrealistic expectations? And then to help them set a more appropriate changes in the diet. If they want to have a healthier diet, that's probably healthy for the whole family. If they want to radically reduce their calories, that's probably not so healthy. You know, there, and there are a, a whole series of uh, weight and um, appearance-related things that parents can say to their children, aren't they, that um, communicate concern over these things that children are exquisitely sensitive to. So it could be, you know, saying something about weight per se, like I weigh 15 pounds too much, but it could be I don't fit into these jeans, I look awful in this blouse, you know, my a- pants are, those sort of things. Or Britney Spears looks like she's gained her weight back. I mean, it's it's incredibly difficult. If you ever try to go for a week and not mention weight at all, it's it's very challenging. And unfortunately, kids hear these messages. Unfortunately, we're a society that puts a lot of, of our, you know, influence on weight and our perception of people's self-worth on weight. Well, given uh, you've, you've had some very helpful and constructive advice on what parents can avoid doing to uh, help create a healthy context around weight, are there more affirmative things they can do to help children accept their weight and not be so preoccupied with dieting? Absolutely. I mean, one thing parents can do, which is helpful for the parent and the child, is to exercise together and to have a diet that's a healthy diet for everyone in the family. The last thing you want to do is to have one child who's singled out being put on a different diet. Um, And that's probably very helpful for parents. It's also probably a great opportunity for parents to, to talk to their child. If their child is feeling that they need to change their weight to be more accepted, this is a really great opportunity to talk to your child about what's going on in school and maybe have a closer relationship with your child and help them to feel better about themselves for reasons that have nothing to do with weight. You know, it also links back to uh, the other podcast that we recorded on prevention of weight gain because if if society can act in a way that, that changes conditions so children aren't gaining so much weight in the first place, then there will be less need for dieting, which itself can have this toxic influence on people. Absolutely. I think both problems could be prevented in, in, in the same approach. Now, the eating disorders field and the obesity field often conflict in how they feel about this, where, and this is a little simplistic characterization of it, but the obesity field can look at dieting as the solution to the problem because people need to lose weight, they need to cut back their calories and exercise more. Whereas in the eating disorders field, um, dieting is more often seen as the enemy. It's the cause of the problems. How do you think these can be reconciled and you think it would be helpful for the fields to interact more around this issue? I think it'd be really helpful because we know the obesity interventions have not been that successful. So clearly it's not as simple as putting people on a diet. Um, Food has a very emotional role in many people's lives. And on the flip side, for the eating disorder world, it's really not okay for someone to be overweight if they are going to be teased and they are going to be less likely to get into college, um, more likely to develop health problems. It's really not okay to to therefore say it's okay no matter what you weigh. And we know from a couple of, of interventions out there that have tried to prevent obesity, we actually see a lessening of weight concerns. And which really suggests that we need the two fields to work together because by preventing obesity in a healthy and productive way, we can also prevent eating disorders. So there are some people in the eating disorders field who feel that any focus on weight or obesity at all, by definition, will increase society's preoccupation with weight and shape. That turns into dieting behaviors which have negative effects on people. 
Is there a way to, to address that concern? Well, the most successful obesity interventions haven't talked about weight per se. They really focus on the behavior. So there are a variety of reasons to increase physical activity or to eat a healthier diet. And the successful interventions have taken that approach. Um, they don't focus on weight. They really focus on the behaviors for the behavior's sake or for other benefits you might get. And, and, and therefore, they not only do not trigger eating disorders, but it looks like they may actually make them less likely to occur. That's very interesting. And it, it, it helps address issues such as how a school might deal with these matters. And the way you're, you're presenting it, to focus on the behaviors rather than the weight per se, should help alleviate the stigma because certain kids wouldn't be uh, singled out because the diet that people engage in or the physical activity that people are engaged in contributes to the health and well-being of everybody, whether or not they're overweight. Absolutely. I mean, I think the one thing what we need to think about in schools is having different forms of activity for different kids. For an overweight child who's more likely to be teased, um, you don't want them to be feeling uncomfortable and not want to exercise. So I think we do need to have a variety of options um, for physical activity as part of any initiative. Well, thank you very much for your input. This issue of dieting affects the lives of so many people. And of course, everybody is concerned about their weight being too high, too low, going up and down, whatever it is. So having some sensible advice in the midst of all this conflicting advice that people otherwise get can be very helpful. So I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you very much. So our guest today is Dr. Allison Field, Associate Professor of Pediatrics at the Harvard Medical School and Associate Professor in Epidemiology at the Harvard School of Public Health. Please visit our website at www.yalerudcenter.org for a list of a variety of resources on health and food policy, uh, including a list of the other podcasts that we've recorded, a free email newsletter, and a variety of other resources. Thank you.